0: Good morning and welcome to episode 137 of Martin Uncut. Today it's the 27th of May 2022 and today's episode is, is DuckDuckGo a Villain. So on Wednesday I saw this uh, tweet flying around uh, from a article actually from Bleeping Computer and they reported that they found that DuckDuckGo Allowed trackers from Microsoft, and of course, there is a link to this article in the show notes. if you want to see exactly what they reported, you can find it there. but this um, tweet uh, kind of got a little bit viral and it was all over the internet, and I thought that was a little bit curious, so what is this all about? So I wanted to know more so of course, I jumped in and looked into this story and Today's episode will be a little bit about DuckDuckGo and this problem with allowing third party trackers. So, to start off with, what is a tracker? It sounds quite ominous, doesn't it? So, it sounds like someone is sneaking around after you on the internet and seeing what you're doing, like you have a person sitting and watching you, but that is not really the the case. So, uh, a tracker is really just a cookie. And a cookie is a small text file that is being placed on your computer. And this is actually nothing bad. It's just a feature, a technology built into browsers and web servers. And without cookies, we would have a lot of problems. So if you go to a website and you log into that website, then you will get a cookie set on your computer identifying who you are. If we wouldn't have cookies, we would need to supply an id in the url every time you were refreshing the page to keep knowing who you are or you would simply need to log in for every page you visited and that is not optimal so for your browser to actually be able to tell the website who you are to keep the state that's what we're using cookies for and it can be used for other things as well not only uh, you know, remember who you are, your session, it can also be used to remember selections you're doing on the website. So let's say that you could build a website allowing a, a dark theme and a light theme and on the site you would be able to actually choose which theme you want. Then the cookie could remember that setting for you so you don't need to choose that every time you go into the website. So it's a way for your computer to actually remember the state. And It's just a feature, it's just a function. Cookies are not good or bad, it's just a feature. It's how we use them that determines if they're good or bad. So what is then a third-party tracker? Yeah, Essentially, it means that the website that you go to, it is using a library or a function. Usually you include a JavaScript, and then that JavaScript is putting a cookie on your machine. And this cookie will contain... Again, a number, an ID that is unique for you, so that you are actually identifiable. And if multiple sites on the internet is using the same JavaScript library or the same function, they the function will reuse that cookie. So essentially, the supplier of that third-party library can actually track you over the internet across different sites. And this is when it starts to be a little bit icky, right? Um, so, one good example of this is let's say Google Analytics, the tool that I would say most of the websites out there are using to actually analyze what people are doing on you know on your website on your own website. but Google, as the third party here, they can actually track people as they traverse the internet when they go from site to site to site they know exactly what that individual is looking at and they will most likely also be able to actually identify who you are by email or something like that. And that is a little bit scary, I would say. And that what you then can do is that you can actually uh, remove these or or say, no, I don't want third-party cookies. But this is something that you will need to add to a plugin or you need to have that feature built into your web uh, web browser. And of course, that's nothing that Google has built into Chrome because, of course, they want people to be tracked because that's part of their living or their bread and butter. I am kicking on Google here, but Google is far from alone. There are a lot of other companies doing the same. Facebook, Twitter, uh, Microsoft with their whole suite of things like Bing, Yahoo, um, and LinkedIn. So they also have trackers. So, I mean, Google is bad, but they're not the only one. So in what context does this then come down to DuckDuckGo? And in, in what way were they actually allowing third-party cookies? So let's uh, let's take it back a few steps because when there is issues, I think it's always good to kind of go back and, and think about the basics here. So what is DuckDuckGo? Yeah, so DuckDuckGo is a search engine, just like Google. So you go to DuckDuckGo, Go and you enter what you want to search, and out you get the results. And there is a lot of different search engines out there. Google is the biggest by far. There is Bing, there is Yahoo, and there is DuckDuckGo. These are the most famous ones, and there is more. But DuckDuckGo's unique selling point, I would say, the reason people use DuckDuckGo instead of Google is that DuckDuckGo says they are private. We don't track you. We don't store your search queries. We don't build a profile around you. You can be safe when you come to us. If you go to Google, they are profiling you. They have a profile on what you're searching for and what you're doing. And then build this on what you're the tracking you're doing on the internet. They have a pretty good picture of who you are and what you're doing. And if you look at, at DuckDuckGo, they are a private company. And they have 150-ish employees. And of course, this costs money. And it also costs money to drive uh, or run a search engine. And what? how do they make their money? Yeah, they actually make money in the same way as Google do. They provide ads on the search results. But they do it in a little bit different way. So when you search on DuckDuckGo, you will see content-related ads. That means that they will only be looking at what you are searching and serving your Related ads to that search, and so for example, if you go into DuckDuckGo and search for toothpaste, you will probably get one or two ads about toothpaste, and they will not use the profile information or anything like that to, you know, angle the the ads for you. And the good thing here is also that the ad supplier, uh, that is in this case Microsoft, and some other as well. They cannot see who you are, even if you get the ads served to you. And the reason they cannot see who you are is because DuckDuckGo is proxying all ad deliveries. So you as an individual searching on DuckDuckGo are not exposed to the ad networks unless you click the ad. So, of course, if you click the ad, the site that you will get to, they will see who you are. They will get your IP and your all your browser information and all those kind of things. And if you have been around and they have Google Analytics, you are tracked. So that is independently of where you are doing, and independent of what link you're clicking. So if even if you were clicking a, a normal search result DuckDuckGo, the remote site you will get to, they will be able to track you. So that is nothing you can really do about that. Stop using internet, or use a, a good browser that is is you know stopping these trackers. Um. And if you also click on these ads, you will actually also send some information to the ad network, and in most cases, this is Microsoft. But they are limiting what Microsoft gets. They will get the IP number, and they will also get some of the browser information. So that is it's quite, I would say, kosher because I understand that the the, the ad network wants to have a little bit of information about the people that is tracking or clicking on their ads, so that they can see there is no fraud, and that's all legit, and so so on. So that's going on in the search. The search itself is not tracking you, and if you look at the search engine, the search engine as such cannot really block any third-party trackers when you leave the site, I mean. So, so far, everything is fine. DuckDuckGo has also another product. They have the DuckDuckGo browser. And this is a browser that has the selling point. And I'm saying selling point here and not unique selling point. Their selling point with this one is that this is a browser that is blocking third-party uh, trackers. So it's going to be a more private browser. So if you use the DuckDuckGo browser and you surf around the net, these third-party, these trackers will be blocked. So Google Analytics will not be able to see you. They will not be able to put the the, brow- uh, the cookie on your browser or in your browser. DuckDuckGo is not the only browser doing this. Uh, If you're using Firefox, then you use a few of the Ublock Origin uh, plugins. You will also have this protection. But the browser that comes to my mind mainly is Brave because that has built in the the blocking and they call it shields. So you have shields up, which means third-party trackers are being blocked by default. And that is a really good browser. I am not using duckduckgo browser myself. I actually didn't even know that they had a browser, but it is this browser that has the problem. So if you're using the browser and you browse around the net, it will block all third-party uh, all third-party uh, trackers it can except Microsoft. And why is that? Yeah, as I told you about the search, they are having ads on the search pages. And in their agreement with Microsoft, they have written that we cannot block any of their media trackers. So that is unfortunately then affecting the DuckDuckGo browser. They cannot stop third-party trackers in that. Um, So do you need to be worried about this? I think it depends. If you're using search, the DuckDuckGo search, you don't have to be worried. That there is nothing new that has been found or released around the search and what the search is doing with your data. You are safe with the search. Are you using the DuckDuckGo browser? Mm, then maybe you should start considering, okay, what, what am, am I actually using the right browser? But on the other hand, if you look on other browsers, let's look at Chrome, a vanilla Chrome without any plugins. Is the DuckDuckGo browser better or worse from a privacy perspective? Hmm. It's probably better, even though it's exposed to Microsoft, but it, it will block you against a lot of other networks. Is it better than Internet Explorer? Yeah, probably. Is it better than a vanilla Firefox? Yeah, probably. But is it better than a Firefox with uBlock Orient? No, definitely not. Is it better than Bri- Brave? No, definitely not. So it's somewhere in between. I think the criticism could be that they haven't really been open with this. If they would write in the description of the app, yeah, we're tracking all third party, we're trying to uh, block all third party blocker, uh, trackers except Microsoft. This wouldn't have been such a big thing. But it actually isn't a very big privacy issue. If there was something like this in the search engine that they were relaying information to Microsoft about the searches, it would be a huge problem. And That would be essentially killing DuckDuckGo. So I actually think um, that DuckDuckGo is generally trying to do the right thing here. But if you don't want to be tracked, use a different browser. Don't use the DuckDuckGo browser. There is a lot of other um, browsers that can help you. So minor issues like this, I think, is kind of expected to be reported from a company like DuckDuckGo. Um, And the reason for this is it costs money to run a search engine. And it costs a lot of money to do it, especially when they have a lot of traffic like DuckDuckGo has. And they also need to have people maintaining and taking care of this search engine. It doesn't run by itself. They need money. And how do they get money? I mean, yeah, they can charge for the search, but that is probably not the right version or right way to go. So then they have gone the ads way and then they have find found a way where they can serve ads privately, but that affects their own products. So I mean we need to live with that. And all I would say all private companies that are supplying free services. They would need to earn earn the money some way to actually be operational. And that is why you need to look into these things. But the main problem here, I think, is um, infrastructure. That is the root cause here. So if you look back in history, internet is fundamentally built like a group of networks that are connected. So networks of networks of networks of computers, essentially. And in the beginning, we had services and we still have services like DNS. We have email, we have web. And all of these services, they are all distributors. They're all autonomous. They, They work independent of each other. So there is not one DNS supplier out there in the world. There is not one email supplier out there in the world. They can work independently of each other. And the reason it's built like this is not um, because of privacy or anything like that. It's to be fault tolerant. That is what why they're building their... We built internet that way. But it actually also impacts privacy because if you have a distributed network, there is not one entity that can see everything that goes on. What the traffic is then s- uh, split between different providers. And one thing... Or one problem is that we didn't see search as a key component of internet. If we would have done that in the beginning of the internet, we would probably have found a solution that made search distributed as well. And that means that there wouldn't be a Google. There would be a hundred thousand, a million of Googles out there. You could have your own Google. So I think what we need to do to actually ensure privacy or get good privacy is to find a way where we can distribute the search. And there are ways probably to do it. I do, I'm not saying that I have the, the answer of how to do this, but you can look into other things. Let's say look at Mastodon. It's a Twitter clone, but it, it is distributed. It's using a federated protocol called ActivePub to actually connect various different instances around the world. There is PeerTube; It's a, a YouTube-alike system, also using ActivePub to actually build up this network of federated video servers. Couldn't it be possible to actually build a federated search engine? So, yes, we have a lot of different um, search engines engines out there they're indexing parts of the web and then they federate the index and then you can search in this index using your favorite search engine and that could be that i'm actually running my own search engine on my servers and i can federate the, the, the index as i need it i think we should be able or would be able to actually produce something like that and uh, I don't have the answers, as I said, but if we would be able to find a federated search, the privacy issues would be less of a problem. But until we have a working, federated, private and secure search in place, I will still continue using DuckDuckGo. I think that is one of the absolute best uh, tools out there that will give us uh, the privacy that we we should have and that we need. That was all I had for today's episode. I hope you liked my my thoughts about uh, DuckDuckGo. And if you did, please recommend the podcast to friends and family and other nerd colleagues. Otherwise, have a fantastic weekend and see you back here on Monday. Ciao, ciao! in Ankara <laughs> your daily technology dose